Cause you know sir, yeah, big things are going on in the studio right now. And baby girl, you never tell me why you feel like Mama forget everything and make you feel nice Baby girl, yeah Hey, it's your girl Sharice in the CIT wine. You know the vibe. You are now locked in and locked on to Talk Bane Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it's your girl Nishi and you're listening to Talk Bane Podcast. Tune in, tune in, people. Hi, this is Book Dynasty. When you're not reading, make sure you tune in to Talk Bane Podcast, the best podcast. You know, say your boy Tiny, I'm here represent for the IPA crew, Sid. You know, say your boy Danny, I'm here represent for the CM Juggling Squad, Sid. How are we? Say we got BM Podcast every time. Go follow them up on Instagram and all the social media them soon. Up top. Oh. Yo, 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 it's your boy Terence and you're listening to Talk Bame Podcast. This is episode three and in this episode we'll be talking about cultural discipline. So what is discipline? Discipline is thought to provide people with the rules to live their lives effectively and efficiently. Discipline creates habits, habits make routines and routines become who you are daily. Um, as there are many cultures that make up the world, I understand that discipline is always going to be viewed differently. But firstly, before we do get into anything, I want to welcome our new members to the Talk BIM podcast panel, um, Nisha and Amara. We will also be joined by Trinae shortly, but thank you to you all for taking out your time today for today's episode. As it's everyone's first time, can you just introduce yourself and uh, what your cultural background is just for the listeners? Hi, I'm Nisha and I'm Black Caribbean. And Amara? Hi, my name is Amara Hussain. I'm a Pakistani Muslim woman from Leeds. Thank you. So in regards to culture, I know that everyone has their own view or had different experiences with discipline, but there comes a point where things do change, where someone does become more independent. So just with my own experience, I... I, well, I was originally came from St. Kitts, so growing up in the Caribbean, it was like we've been taught certain things in terms of, you know, how to cook, clean, iron clothes and certain things like that from a really young age. And sort of in, that's the sort of independence I'm talking about. But then when coming to the UK um, and sharing that with people like in primary school, they looked at me different to say it's not something that they would do. It's not a norm for them. With that being said, at what age did you feel like you gained independence? And what, what was it that made you feel independent? Mara, do you want to go first? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. I think for me personally, from both from my personal experience and in my opinion, from what I've seen, I feel like for a lot of people, the whole independence thing still doesn't exist. So for myself, it was having that independent thinking from a young age, but being very aware of my culture, which is very much whatever the adult says is the way that it should be. Yeah. Um, it's almost like you're not living two lives, but you're having to think in two different ways. Now, for me, I'm lucky to have, I'm third generation here, so I'm lucky to have my mum who was born in Leeds and she's very aware of the the um, Western ways, I suppose. Whereas for a lot of, of my friends growing up who were kind of first and second generation, their parents weren't as aware and they struggled to teach their parents because it meant having to change the ways of the entire cultural traditions, which were, you know, however the parents want to discipline is up to them because they're the adult. Yeah. Whatever they say goes and whatever they think is 
the truth for their children and it's the only way regardless of the child's age and if if even if the child becomes an adult there isn't the whole kind of I'm 18 now I get to think how I want or do what I want to do it's still kind of what I say goes from the parents. Nisha what what was your view on when so when do you feel like you gained your independence and what made you feel that way? I feel luckily like my parents always gave me that independence so from very young I, I can't not independence is so much but I could make my own decisions and do certain things my own way I didn't have to ask to do this that and the other I feel like my parents out of the black culture you wouldn't necessarily put my parents on that scale because they never really disciplined like it wasn't a major disciplinary we didn't have any like I mean it's hard to explain because I feel like the way my mum and my dad generated the way how we grew up was a good way in life because we've seen a lot of things that people my age wasn't seeing and you know you live and learn from what you see so I feel like growing up my parents the way they they kind of taught us like live how you want to do what you want I feel like in the long run I feel like that's helped me better and more yeah I feel like yeah in that situation it is like my mum and my dad especially being in one household as well like my mum and dad were quite lenient and I know a lot of people around me where their parents were quite strict but my parents were quite lenient with a lot of things Mm. Um, so it, it did teach me a lot of things um, independently and how to actually go out in the world and do what I need to do. You know what I mean? So um, I can relate, even with what Amara said with the, you know, our parents, like they made the decisions. Like with my dad, I feel like, you know, he only taught me what he knows and again it's life skills that I, I did need in order to function mm-hmm. in society but again but yet he was so strict so for example I'm going to talk about did anyone sort of have a curfew at a certain young age so for, for me like if my dad told me okay be home for eight o'clock I know that's him's way of saying don't be here no later than eight so that really means like seven half seven so did anyone here like have a curfew no I didn't I had a curfew but it wasn't like a like a nine o'clock I could stay out probably because as well when I when I was growing up my brother's the same age as me so when I was growing up I was always out with my brother and his people and then obviously my mum didn't so much mind because she knew I was all right so there wasn't so much of a, a curfew I would say but we had to be in by probably 11 late. okay <laughs> what are you Mara? for me I think for me personally you know everything was okay in terms of what I wanted to do in comparison to what yeah. my mum wanted me to do because it was my mum that brought me up and my five siblings. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I have picked up on is, you know, the other people in the Pakistani community, for example, the, the girls were not treated the same as the boys. Right. So the boys had no rules whatsoever and the girls just couldn't confide in their parents. So they were almost living two lives. Yeah, kind of get that one as well too. I do get that one because I do feel like the same, like, I feel like I was treated just a bit more difficult as a girl and obviously my brother could just do whatever he wanted. At the same time, I could do whatever I wanted, but there was a, a limit. There was a limit where, where I could go to or what mm. I could do. But if it was for my brother, he would be doing whatever he wants, staying out all night. You know what I mean? So I do get that 
to a certain extent, definitely. So even with talking about uh, restrictions, um, of course, I know it's different, as you were saying, for male and female, uh, for both extremes, for both sides. But like, for literally like Nishi, what age were you allowed to do things that were considered that, you know, you are now adult, for example, to drink or smoke or even like to like swear around your parents? Or is that something that you can do but wouldn't or would you disregard as like disrespectful? Or? See, this one's a touchy one for me because a lot of people would class it as disrespecting. But for my mum, like my age, well, probably around ooh, about 17 when I started smoking around my mum. 17 to 18, I say, started smoking around my mum. Oh, it could have been a bit younger. Drinking. I mean, I've, I was never a drinker. I've never been a drinker up until I had kids so about three years ago. So the drinking was just nothing to me. I didn't really engage in that when I was younger. Um, and swearing, probably around 19, I'd say I was allowed to start swearing in front of my mum. I mean, in my household, that a lot of people would look in and say that's disrespectful, but for my household, my mum would rather me do it under her roof than out on the street doing this and embarrassing her. Do you know what I mean? So she'd yeah. rather see it under her roof than people coming up to her saying your daughter's doing this, that and the other. So that's what it's pointing more towards. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was around them ages, around 17 to 19, that I was doing that kind of category in front of my mum, definitely, yeah. and my dad. But my dad didn't like it as much as my mum, but, well... You know, my mum didn't like it, but <laughs> 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 to me, I was a grown woman. No one could talk to me about that. I've been working for four years by then or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, but uh, Amaro, like, what is uh, your experience in terms of like, what do you know? Is it different in terms of your culture? So for me personally, like I said, I was, I've been lucky in that my mum's quite open-minded. I think she's aware of the, the differences between her generation and the last, the generation before hers as well. So, you know, making those generational changes, she was able to do that do that um, for us. So in terms of sharing things, we've always been able to do that. There's never been any kind of taboo topics in the household. You know, what I did find growing up, I wasn't aware of these things because although we did live in a Pakistani community at one point, I've not, my friends have always been of different ethnic backgrounds. So it wasn't until I got a bit older that I realised a lot of the females are still living in kind of rebellious child as opposed to actually being an adult because they've never mm, had that yeah. independent thinking they've never been allowed to even voice their opinion let alone think for themselves so they've, they've yeah. just had to do things that are perfectly acceptable to do because you're an adult you make your own decisions but yeah. it's rebellious to them so even in relationships yeah. I feel a lot of people struggle because they feel like they're constantly they do things that we would consider to be normal, fun things, for example, that might be perceived in a certain way to them because of what they've been told. So they d- might do it in a more kind of angry way that affects their relationships around them. And, and I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to let everyone know, my friend Trinia has just also just joined as well. So Trinia, welcome to Talk Being Podcast, because it's also your first time as well. We've got uh, Amara and Nishin here. So Trinia, if you don't mind just telling the listeners, uh, just introduce yourself and just let them know your cultural background. Yo, name's Trinia from Leeds cultural background seeing kids nevis jamaican english yeah so this episode of course we're talking about uh, cultural discipline so so far just to ask you a question just join in at what age did you feel like uh, you gained independence and what made you feel like you were independent uh, don't know you know 
Um, my mum still tries baby me still I won't lie but <laughs> been in the long in it right? yeah like that's what men need though they need that baby from the parents the mother especially yeah my mum always is that but um I'd say when I hit high school, in it, because you could start doing certain things. So obviously, growing up, it was just me and mom and my sister. When you get older and you see them plug, you want to do certain things in it. So when you get older, you're around older people and your older friends. Then um, I suppose that when I decided to become independent, but my mom didn't really like, but I like certain stuff. But you know, it is that like a struggling in it. Yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, with as well. So did you have a curfew or had to be home for a certain time and if so did you stick to that or did you kind of break the rules um, yeah i had a curfew you know what i mean i had a curfew but um tried to stick to it but broke it as well <laughs> it was just tight you know? I didn't <laughs> Yeah, like a, nice. uh, doing, you know what I mean. When you do want to do whatever, yeah. Can't always be inside, man. Even said, like, I was, I was say, you know, my dad. Even I shared with these that when my dad said to be home for eight o'clock, that really meant like half seven, seven yeah. o'clock. Do you know what I mean? Like same time, innit? Yeah, <laughs> you knew what he meant by that. Uh, so just going to you again, Trinay. So what? It just catching you up on what age uh, were you allowed to do things that were considered to be adult, like for example, drinking or smoking or even swearing around your parents? Or if you could do that, would you not do it anyway? Would you think that's disrespectful? Or what's your view on that? Um, so drinking, like I don't know, like growing up, obviously my family drink and stuff. Not not alcoholic thing, but you know what I mean, family yeah. get together. Now. So um, <laughs> I don't really know what they're doing. First time, like I got drunk, drunk. I was in like year seven. Yeah, but. But like, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm always drunk by my family, but we've always had a little drink, you get me? Uh, so, um, mm. I feel not- like drinking is a part of the black culture, though. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah. a lot of people, it is just implemented. It's not like it's the exhaust to us. It's just implemented. It's something that it's just normal within the black culture for our parents just to maybe have a little squeak from here and there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people might deem that as wrong, but... That's just normal to us. I think when you do it younger, though, and it's been introduced in that way, you don't, we don't abuse it like other people do. Do you know, yeah. like when you turn 18 and people want to go club and just drink and get smashed or whatever? Okay. I don't think we do, yeah, do sure. it like mm, I feel like it's because it's just so much so normal. So we're not, it's not that something that we can, that we want to rush to. Yeah. Definitely. And um, in terms of swearing, don't swear for one. I do swear for one. Try not to apologize when I do. I smoke. Um, when it come down to smoking, it was my mum knew I was smoking. She didn't like I was smoking, but it was the point that she'd rather me smoke at home, not in the house outside, than be smoking on the road, isn't it? Simple as that. That's what I said. My mum would have rathered it in the house than out of the house, embarrassing, and then everyone's coming back. Uh, you know I mean? Our daughter's doing this, and it makes it even worse for our parents because then, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't smoke in front of my mum though, so even if she's in the garden and I want to smoke, I tell her to go inside. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So even like we're drinking, like as as both mentioned, it's only literally like celebrations. Like we celebrate for everything, don't we? So it's like parties, yeah. gatherings, birthdays, Christmas, things like that. But in terms of swearing and stuff, like I don't feel like I swear in front of my, my dad or my mum and stuff. I feel like if I I couldn't even swear in front of my dad to be honest. I don't know what it's like. Not yeah. you. Definitely not you. Yeah, I could not do that. Um, <laughs> um, in terms well, of... Was, say again. If your father would not be happy, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> even with, like, uh, smoking and stuff, like, I would... Uh, for me, I would never do it in front of my parents because I just think that's disrespectful. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I would, I'd, even with, even I wouldn't. There's been times where, for example, like, summer or something like that, and I've seen my dad come and I've literally... Through yeah. like literally ten miles away, 
yeah. <laughs> 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 With my mum, like she see me, like she's been in the garden, no, she's coming in the garden and I'm smoking and I'll, I'll just put my zoot down and she'll tell me to carry on now, like it's comfy, but I can't do that, do you know yeah, what I mean? Uh, I hear that. See, and I'm the opposite. I will just smoke in front of my mum and, and not even like think about it like that. I just literally, I've been doing it for years, so that's what I feel. Like I've been doing it for years, so I mean, uh, yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one because a lot of people from the outside will say it's disrespectful, but mm. in the inside, I don't feel like it is because my mum's made it comfortable for me to be mm. doing that situation. So when someone makes you comfortable and allows you to do something, I'm just gonna do it. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. not like she says, "Oh, don't do that, don't do this," because my mum's just not that type of woman. Um, but I mean, my dad's on the other end, so it's funny. Like he would, ne- I would never smoke around my dad. My dad hates it. Yeah, yeah that's my mum. She hates it. I don't feel like that's so why I don't smoke in front of her. But did your mum smoke, or has she ever smoked? My mum smokes cigarettes, definitely. Um, yeah, that must like, be Yeah, I feel like that's why I've got a bit more leeway because my mum does smoke. So it's like. Mm-hmm. And she can't really tell me not to do something when she's doing it in front of me. Do you understand? Mm, so yeah. it's like, yeah. Just coming to you, Amara, like, what are the like discipline differences in your culture compared to like other cultures in the UK? For example, drinking, smoking, stuff like that. What, what is the equivalent to something that would be deemed as disrespectful or like on the borderline? That like, I know that things have been the new generation, things are seen differently. Um, well, I think, you know, like I said before, I think every family in this generation, especially, it's is very different to each other. Um, mm. But in terms of the old school kind of traditional way of thinking, you it's deemed as disrespectful to do things that I suppose that your parents perceive as really bad. So anything that they've told you, you're not allowed to do, or that is bad and you're never mm. going to... They don't, tell, they don't tell you or ask you, you know, if you have or if you want to, it's more a case of you're not going to do this. Yeah. So that's why I say, like, it's about the family, different families, really, because... Some have that awareness, whereas others really, really don't. And they still have that, what I call, village way of thinking, which is a bit more kind of closed-minded. We're still in Pakistan yeah. type of thing where, the you know, yeah, I can relate women, to would, women wouldn't be seen well, doing certain things, whereas men do whatever the hell they want. And it's it's fine if, if the family yeah. see it as fine, really. Yeah. I think, we, you know, like we're talking about smoking on the street to in your house. No, it's like you don't want anyone to watch you. Do you know what I mean? It's like keep it to the family, or you know what I mean. I think in some families, you know, like I said for myself, I've been quite lucky. My my family are quite open minded, and my mum's very aware that you know, even if she doesn't want us to do something and we still do it, we are going to have that conversation. Whereas yeah. in, whereas in other families, denial is a massive part of the culture where the you know they'll get punished for or told off whatever for the things they do. And then it's just never mentioned again. So it's not a case of having that discussion of where are you with this? And, you know, can I support you in it almost? You know, if it's something that is actually harmful to them or is this something that you want to take on and that you are going to keep on doing because you're your own person? It's kind of having that I within within the we, you know, it's it's like the whole family is, is one and that's just the way it's going to go is, is that, yeah. that particular way. I think that's why in terms of discipline, it's taken a very, very long time for people to acknowledge that certain things are not okay. Yeah. And not just because by English law, you're not allowed to hit your kids, for example, but because it's just not acceptable and it, and it doesn't strengthen the relationship between the parent and child. For some, it might seem as though it's it's implementing, I suppose, respect into people, but for a lot of people, it's not. It's fear, it's trauma. And, you know, like I said, people are living d- double lives. 
with that then given that um circumstances of like doing things with parents or stuff that given the circumstances now of course we're in lockdown would you say that you you're happy to go with your parents socially go out yeah yeah would you go with your mum like all the time clubbing or stuff all the time yeah Yeah, like clubbing i feel like because me and my mum socially bounce off each other that's the best thing we do together do you know what i mean we'll party we'll have a good time and i feel like oh outside of me saying this you know it does come with like the uh, a lot of people might see it as like the level of respect that you, do you know what I mean but from us in that our household that's normal for us to party I mean I don't feel like I party young yeah therefore go out with my mum and party <laughs> definitely yeah uh, well what you should know would be able to go out with your mum socially like go clubbing and stuff like that especially given the times now where we're in lockdown so mm-hmm. yeah you know what my mum's like and she's trying to buy no I don't really go out but like food and Whatever, yeah, if she wants yeah. that, I will, innit? Like, not, not a problem, innit? i got a good relationship with my mum, so it's not a problem. Like, I don't really mind. Uh, and in my country tomorrow, what are you? You know, things are different in terms of you are the new generation. Would you be going out with your uh, with your mum? Yeah, I mean, it depends where, really, because I think me and my mum, we've got a good relationship, but at the same time, we are very different as well. We could, if she, you know, if she wanted to go somewhere that I'm going, that's fine. So we do have, like, two parents on today's episode, should I say. So what age would you let your children come out with you, or do you not, or, and why? <sighs> That's a hard one for me. That's a really hard one because the society we're growing up in now don't really want to necessarily expose my future. The society now, um, so I'd rather them staying as late as... But then again, I do want my kids to be streetwise. So I want them to know that, you know what I mean, what goes on. But at the same time, I don't want them to be too involved in the going out scene and you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what age I'd necessarily allow it, but yeah, it'd be on their own consent. It, they have to be at that age where they're able to consent for themselves because, no, I'm just not into it. <laughs> I just don't really want it. And I know it sounds a bit um, contradicting because I've been doing whatever, but I feel like that generation, when I was younger, we were in a whole different land compared to where we are now. Yeah, I don't know necessarily what age I would let them come out, go out but it's definitely a consented age uh, what about you today can you relate to that like what age would you uh, go, let your son come out with you or would you not yeah of course I would let my son come out with me um, <laughs> what age because that's son it's a different uh, mm. What class is out? Um, in, okay, so in terms of like mm. going out, clubbing, those when he can when he can get to that age, would you be going out with your son? Oh yeah, of course. We've, we've got a good age, good age difference as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'll be what when he's, <laughs> when he's eighteen, I'll be thirty six. Yeah, prime. You know what I mean? He's in his prime. I'm in my prime. <laughs> before then, I won't. Before then, I won't. Um, I won't take him out. But like when he's thirteen and come rolling, you know what I mean? Do whatever from yeah. that age. But I won't take. I him just to the feel like because there's no to with to men, you know what I mean? it's different. Men when they've, especially when they've got sons, it's different because that's their guidance. So they're gonna follow what the dad does regardless. Um, so I feel yeah. like it's so much different for a man as a parent than a woman because I have to worry about my son going out. I have to worry about my little girl going out. So for me, I feel like, and there's a lot going on in the world. So I just really, I'm in that position where I just want to protect. Just like Tornado, my, my child's father, he'd probably take my son out as well with him. But, you know, that's his consenting parents. So if that's what he feels like he wants to do, then, you know what I mean? But I feel like it's a lot different for a man parent and a woman parent. It's totally different. Yeah.
So just coming to Amara, what do you think is different in regards to parents in this modern day and age in comparison to the older generation? I think for some parents, not all, but um, for a lot of them, they are actually listening and allowing their children to teach them about the new generation. And in speaking of culture in particular, you know, allowing them to teach them about the Western ways of living because there are a lot of differences and we kind of have to do what we have to do to survive wherever we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, like Nishi Chinni, because of course like, you two are like the new generation parents. So what do you think is different in comparison to your parents and their teaching styles? I feel like not a lot. I do obviously love the way I grow up. I was free. I could do what I want. Um, I feel like with me being a parent, I'm definitely going to change a few little parenting styles in the fact of, I don't really, I discipline my kids, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I can't explain it. it it's just different. It will definitely be different. I feel like if you've heard of the cycle, I definitely want to embrace it. Because yeah. I feel like, because I've got ed- ed- um, kids of both genders, you know, I, I don't know how to word it. Um, yeah, definitely going to change parenting styles because I feel like older people are more stuck in their ways. If, um, I feel like with a new generation, what's coming up, I feel like we're all a bit more open-minded. And because mm. we're more streetwise and we're more out there and we're all comfortable and we're doing whatever, I feel like a lot of older parents don't realise that way of living. Mm. But you see, me as a, a young mum, I'll have that you know, knowledge to tell my kids what this is that and that's that. And if you know me personally, I'm a quite sort of straightforward person. So, I, you know, there is a lot of things that I want to make my kids aware of. And, you know, there's different little things that I feel like growing up wasn't normal for us to speak about. Yeah. So I couldn't, you know, back in the day, I wouldn't go to my mum, oh, yeah, mum, I've lost my virginity or whatever. Because that's something deemed as something just like unspeakable in a house. In, well, I don't know if it's just in a black house or but it is something that we just don't speak on and we just move past. I feel like a lot of other cultures feel like black, um, you know, households will be more open with that, but definitely not. So I do want to change, like, the way I'm parenting, definitely. Yeah. And just because there's a lot of, like, mental health through my family, I just want to touch upon that. And, you know, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Definitely going to change my parenting style, mm-hmm. definitely. Now, what about you, Chine? Because, of course, you're a new generation parent. So what do you think is different compared to you and uh, your parents in this modern day and age? I don't know. I think Nisha touched on it. But also, I think being a young parent is good because I wouldn't say I've grown fully. Like, my age difference between me and my mum was different, so it was always she's the adult, whereas me and my son, I can be a bit mm. more, you know what I mean? I don't always have to be strict yeah. or set, set the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We can be, but um, changing things. I don't know, like, have you ever, it's like when people say, like, if your parent raises you good, you don't really have to worry about your child, and I feel like that's where I'm at. Like, my son, I used to get licks now and again. I don't need to give my son licks. You know, when your parents get a one lot, just yeah, give yeah. my son that, and, you know what I mean? And that's the funny thing as well. I don't feel like I've ever been lit when I was younger, never been grounded or anything even on them lines. Yeah. Like and I feel like with my kids, I don't feel like I'll do this I'll do the same. So there is some things that I probably will teach. I don't feel like I need to discipline my kids because I feel like there's a level of tone that my kids understand that this mm. is wrong and I'm, this is it. You know what I mean? Whereas back in the day it's straight uh, um you know whooping <laughs> Yeah. So it, you know what I mean. So for me, I'm I've I've got that tolerance to where it, it can get to a certain level where I'm go- then gonna step in. But before that, just your kids do whatever you want to do as long as you don't mash up my house and that's it. 
Mm. <laughs> that's all I'm, I'm really bothered about. Do you know what I mean? And as long as you stay from whatever, that's all I'm bothered about. I, if you want to explore, explore. Do what you want to do. You have yeah. to find things out that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 100% understand what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. In this day and age, it also is a bit worrying. Like, loads of stuff for your kids. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Like, just... and, I, and that's what I'm saying. You, you don't you don't have to do. Do you know what I mean? Lose that time because you feel wrapped up in whatever. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people. There's a lot of places where you can just resort to, so you have that time with your kids. Do you understand? Yeah. Things like we feel about being young as well, because when you're young and we understand these things, it's easy to pass on the knowledge. Do you know what I mean? And pass on our ways. Yeah, hundred percent. Just coming to you, Mara, like in your community, like at what age? Because for me, I feel like in my experience, religion as well is like a big part of discipline. So, for example, like I had to mm. stay, stay at my grandma's house every Saturday and I had to go to church. There was no excuse until mm. I got like to mm. a certain age where I could like make the decision to say, not to say like, OK, I'm not going to be religious, but OK, I don't want to go to church. Do you know what I mean? Oh, or go to Sunday school. Yeah. But for Mara, like in your community, like at what age are you expected to take religion or faith uh, seriously? Or is there any sort of repercussions? if you don't well it's an interesting question really because i think there's kind of two sides to that there's the cultural view and then there's the actual islamic view with me being a muslim mm. um, so growing up up to the age of maybe around 10 i was within the pakistani community but then as time went on i'm i'd say i'm in quite a mixed community now different religions different races um and i, I mean it's good to see that now people are acknowledging the difference between culture and religion and that was one of the issues i think growing up was for example yeah. most muslims learn how to read arabic when we're young like really young um for the sake of being able to read our holy book now yeah. for many people that was not a good experience because they were taught in the cultural way of what the adult says goes so you have to do it this way kind of thing and it becomes a bit of a bad experience whereas the religion itself is a religion of peace it's a it's supposed to be a, a nicer kind of way of life so it's supposed to be taught in a more blissful type of way and that's i think the difference between culture and religion is that some people just don't know the difference so if you yeah, if you're talking like a closed-minded area back home for example they might not understand that certain things you know are supposed to be done in a certain way because they've always done it one way yeah, yeah. so for me personally learning religion was one of the most exciting things that's ever happened like I've got so many good memories of this you know just the way I was taught and the unity and the diversity and you know just so many people coming together to learn the same thing mm. whereas for others it might be they're just strictly in one type of community learning with you know, people who are fine being taught in one type of way, which is which doesn't seem nice. So it's almost it almost feels forced onto them. I think for us, my mom kind of made that change in. So we did kind of have that experience at one point where we went to a teacher who was very strict in a way that was actually against the religion. It was more of a cultural way of teaching. And my mum actually came in and, well, embarrassed the teacher in front of the students, which never happens, and, you know, culturally. And, and that was her way of, you know, teaching them what the religion actually is. You know, children's ha children have rights. Mm, you can't definitely. treat them a certain way. And the religion is there. You're teaching them this religion so that they have a good way of life, but you're teaching mm. them in such a way that isn't, you know, it, it's kind of, it's contradictory. So I think it just depends on, on your... your on personal experiences but it's not supposed yeah. to be something that's forced on you or 
you know and yeah, it's not yeah, religion yeah. where we kind of go out and recruit people or tell people that you know they should join this religion it's more it's yeah, something yeah. that we show through example so to be the good person to show people you know that my beliefs and my character derives from you know this which is my truth and my way of life as yeah. opposed to saying these are the facts for everyone and you should believe it too if we're just going to Nisha and Trinidad, can any of you like relate to that in terms of religion going to church or anything like do you feel like that's that sort of discipline like shaped you know shaped your way of like who you are in terms of that well i wasn't taught to go, go to church or necessarily sit down and pray and expect i mean later on in life like these ages and stuff and i do pray and i do believe there's a god one thousand percent but i was never instilled into my head and i feel like it's because when i was my grandma died young and uh, when i was young so I feel like if she was still here, it probably may have been implemented a bit more in my life. Yeah. But because I was so young when she passed, I don't feel like my mum's always been the westernised, or my dad's always been that western. Even though they were speaking the uh, Catholic and whatever, my mum's mm. always been that westernised parent. Yeah. So it's never instilled into me any sort of religion or belief. I just believe my mum installed to live how you want to, with no rules. And it's your life, and that's just. And I feel like I don't feel like not going to church has not benefited me, or it's better. Do you know what I mean? It's benefited yeah. me. I just, yeah, I've never been that person to say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to church," because I've never had that installed in my head to do that. So yeah, that's my view on that. Uh, now, of course, coming to the end is opening the floor. So this is the question for everybody. Like, in your opinion, is there anything that you would change about the uh, discipline entailed in your culture, and if so? what is it and why so yeah, Nishi what would you what what would you change that uh, entails in your culture and why would you want to change that lit <laughs> because <laughs> I just no honestly I feel like you know when you beat your child I feel like it's such a traumatic situation and I feel like people really do under like they underrate what it actually is and what it can do to a child's mind I mean I'm not saying it's wrong and I would never look down on someone for doing it but I just I'm just not into that whole beating and I'd rather shout. I'm a shouter. I'm not a beater. I'm not going to lick you. Nothing. Mm. Yeah, that's something where for me, I feel like a lot of black people need to change their mind on because, yeah, it might hurt the child in that time and they might not be watched what they've done something wrong. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes the situation is best when you just, you know, talk through it, depending on obviously how old you child is and how understanding but I just don't feel like licks is something that benefits a child in their life in the long run I was never beat as a child mm. and you know what I mean so I just don't think it benefits I just I really don't and even though you know there's a big fiasco about oh you know you can't hit your child blah 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 there is a lot of people that I do know but will stand by it so I would never you know it's not a big judgmental thing you do it you do it but not something I'm personally going to go and lick my child. No. no what about you, Janelle? Gen- what would you? Is there anything that you change about the discipline that you entailed in your culture, and what is it and why? Um, I don't know. Um, I agree with what Nathan said about licks, but then I can also disagree because I think some children need licks because they're rude. Mm. But then, like, then on the other hand, then you can also say that the parents just wasn't a good parent. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. why. You know what I mean? But um, in terms of changing things, um, also I like what Nathan said about religion because when I was growing up. 
I had to go to church, do you know what I mean? But then, like mm. you said, it doesn't really affect you if you don't go to church. I think it just depends on how open man you are and your families, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I feel like a lot of parents, especially our parents, you know, black parents, feel like they just rather let their kids live their life. There is obviously some strict black parents, but I just feel like a lot of my people, their parents just let them live life and mm. live their life at the end of the day, so... And that's being instilled from young, like, this is your life, live it how you want to. Yeah. So for me, I just, well, there's not a lot of change in the community because I don't feel like there's big bad pointers towards, you know, what there's big issues, you know what I mean? Other than lit, and I feel like a lot in the black community, sorry, uh, they do need to uplift a bit more the kids, you know what I mean? Because a lot of black parents are not affectionate, they don't hold, they don't kiss, you yeah. know what I mean? And that does affect a child in the long run. And I don't feel people understand that, the effects what it can have on kids, to not show them a bit of, you know, that you love them. It does affect in the long run. So there is a few pointers, but there's not big, massive, dramatic pointers that I say, oh, let's take that away. Yeah. Take that away. You know what I mean? So yeah. Coming to you, Maro, like in your opinion, is there anything that you'd want the thing that you want to change about discipline entailed in within your culture or that you know of experience? Uh, like and what is it and why? I think it's well, it's two things. The the way that people are disciplined and the reason behind it, I think. There there are so many yeah. different things. For example, you know, touching on from what you said about the affection, I think mm. that exists in a lot of families in, in the Asian communities, I'm going to say Asian and not just Pakistani specifically, because I've seen it happen where the, the, the affection is minimal because of so many topics being taboo topics, you know, okay. things they're not allowed to discuss in the house or the boys have a say over the girls or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden there's no voice anymore except the parents. Therefore, no, can, every, yeah, so therefore everything you're doing is wrong. That's not my experience, but it's something that I, I do see. You know, and and I just think that's one of the main things that does need tackling because it's not just well, it's a control thing, and you're not just teaching the child how to be, but you're controlling the mind and telling them to be your way. Yeah, Yeah. that's a massive problem because it's a new generation. We can't live the same way as the old generation. It's not possible. You know, I feel like when you tell a lot of parents that they feel really disrespected by that, and I just feel like Mm. a lot of parents can't take when the child is telling them to show me some affection or just, do you know what I mean? They can't take it as well as how I would take it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, there is a lot of, tab- I, I do like that point. There is a lot of taboo situations and a lot of taboo um, things that a lot of people just can't speak about within the household. And for me, I'm an open person. I'm an open book. And that's how I know the parenting style is going to be 100% different with my kids because mm-hmm. I just feel like my parenting is just more up to date. It's more with the time. I feel like, you know, even like in like, um, certain households or not even certain, just different backgrounds, the whole taboo about mental health and speaking yeah. about that within households, even that alone, I just feel like them taboo situations need to be spoken on. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot that could change and there's a lot that a, a, a new parents are understanding but i feel mm. like a lot more parents nowadays will speak about mental health and um, they'll speak about you know your credit your etc because that's something i do want to install into my kids i want them to install that the way of living in this society 
is to have a good credit and go by the law and that's just really it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think growing up, I never had that conversation to say, yeah, this is how life is. This is, you get bad credit, good credit. You can, you know yeah. what I mean? It, was, no, it never expanded no. onto them kind of situations or even mental health wise. Yeah. And personally in my house, my family, we've got quite a few people who are mental health and we would never talk. I was, you know, when you see mental health people on the street, you not laugh in the fact of, oh my God, ha ha ha, at them, it's laugh at that, the way they look, but then, yeah. yeah. It's just, That's it's definitely Things now, everything's changing, like things are getting spoken about. What I would change is being open. That's one thing. With my like, dad being so strict and stuff, it made me hard to say like certain things because of mm. the response that I know I would get regardless, do you know what I mean? So it's mm. terms of like being open to be able to have those open conversations and to know that, okay, you are human and you can feel a certain way, you can go through, through yeah, certain yeah. things. Because um, everyone likes to be hush-hush, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's just like mental health, do you know what I mean? So people have conversations about mental health because... People who feel like oh, do you know what I mean? But really, mm. you're not going to help yourself for anyone else if you don't talk about it. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like a lot of people need, need to really be aware of the effect of the mental health and, you know, not speaking about it. it I know in our community, I see in our community, definitely. Because there's definitely, loads of it's a big thing. About. It's a big thing in our community. I feel well, like that's one of the biggest things. Like, that's what, exactly what you said. People just laughing, it think someone's going crazy and it's all a joke, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But then when you go through it, you see, you see the effects that it has on that person. You mm. see how it changes their life. And it is a big thing. Mental health is a very big thing. People just sit and just not, they're not wise on it. But you see when you're like, you're inside of that mental health bubble, you see the effect that it has on families. It has on, it takes a toll on everything. And I don't feel, I feel like people need to be a lot more aware in the black community or even just in many, like even just the Asian community, the white Mm. community. It needs to be spoke about a lot more and it needs to be out there because there is a lot of people in life what are generally suffering. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like that is a big taboo situation that nobody feels like they can speak on because it's a touchy situation. And, you know, people do have their opinions on how you would, let's say, stop feeling like the way you do in order for you to not get the mental health. But it's not that. It's a mm-hmm. lot more deeper then just, oh, just stop what you're doing and stop how you feel. It's it's not just that. And I think, yeah, a lot of communities do need to touch upon that with the kids especially, because this new age is going to be totally different. You see the kids younger than us, it's going to be totally different. Because Mm -hmm. social media is taking over the world, it's going to be a a whole different ballgame. And you see how social media affects people already. Already It's going to get worse. Then it's I feel sad. like a lot of people are so Yeah. Everybody's trying to chase social media goals and try to be like this person. And they're really, they're not even living like that in real life. It's just online, do you know yeah, what I mean? it's facade, man. I don't yeah. want my kids to grow up thinking that this is the way of living. That's how yeah. they live, because I'm not like that. I'm not a big social media person. So I don't yeah. really want my kids to feel like social media is this end-all and end-all. Do you know, do you know what I mean? 
And because I've got a girl, it really does change the ball game for me because, you know, it's here. You see the women on Instagram. I don't want my, my, my little girl growing up thinking, oh, yeah, this is how you look and this is how I have to... That's not how you look. There's real life people. And mm. I, I just, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot. So I feel like a lot of people need to start being aware, a lot more aware of people and the surroundings. It's just going to get worse out there, really. And- yeah, for real. I think, no, because you're confident in who you are. You don't really need to worry too much about your children as such. So, you know what I mean? 100%. I feel like when you're confident as a parent, you kind of know what kind of route your kids want to go on. So I yeah. just... You know what I mean? Like you know what you want for your kids. You know where you want what you want to teach them. You know what how they want the environment you want. I mean, etc. I feel like when you're a confident parent, it, it does it does help and it benefits. And I feel like as the generation goes on, anyway, I feel like the kids and the parents, soon to be parents or whatever, I feel like they're a lot more confident in the role of what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the most important things, and especially in this generation. I mean, a lot of the work I do, I see this happening a lot where, you know, there's the cultural mindset of, you know, just, just be strong, just get up and get on with it. And that's the way to be strong. And for yeah. a lot of people, they're not able to turn to their loved ones because that's all they're getting. You know, why are you so weak? You know, you, you're definitely not one of us. We just get on with mm-hmm. things where you like this. And, you know, they, they completely disregard the fact that you do go through, you know, grieving when you when you've lost someone or when you go through a breakup or whatever it is and there's just this notion of well you've had your time you've had you know the two weeks of everyone coming to see you you're done now get up and get on with it yeah, yeah. No. i feel like people do like just turn the other way to a lot of people's feelings and just you know what i mean a lot of people are not in tune with other people's feelings or yeah. why someone feels like that uh, a lot of people are very turned off from it so they just don't yeah. even see it so and for it makes me it... I'm a very significant person I read I read people so that's just yeah. me so I, I kind of get into in, I adapt to people's emotions quite easy but uh, for some people that is really hard because yeah. people are not as open and not as they don't want to know what's going on in other people's life because they've got too much going on so mm. it's feel like a lot of people need to really evaluate you know the way they really do approach things and people yeah, maybe because like you said if someone don't care about someone else's feelings because we're on it's like if i sit down and have a conversation with you and we're going through the same stuff we can help each other but if we don't mm. then we won't you know what i mean yeah we'll never know that each of us do it struggle in the same way yeah, do you know what I mean? And then you don't feel like, oh, I'm the only one going through it, so you don't feel any left. That's the best yeah. thing. That's the best thing about talking. Like, even the, the same reason why initially I created the podcast because the only way you're gonna learn and people realize, okay, it's not just me thinking like this, or I am going through the same thing, is listening and talking to other people. So that's that is the main point. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the main thing that we should normalize is, is is to have open, healthy conversations because that's mm-hmm. the only way we we can progress, you know, together and uplift each other. But mm-hmm. all that being said, though the whole episode I can relate to everything that everyone said and it's just it's it's funny to hear how we all have similar sort of experiences uh, or know certain things in different ways but that is coming to the end of episode three but just to Amara, Nisha and Trinidad again I just want to thank you for taking out your time today to be on today's episode I really do appreciate it and the stuff that you have shared and 
Up your Africa, no. 